Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I coach and help hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical, and ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage. We're also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And we're Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce, combat, coaching, is the flavor of the day, while also helping me understand courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 134th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with how to save my Catholic marriage when my wife has given up. And today we uncover part two of gift number 24. So, Get in that queue, and we will have some live calls from you today so that we can get some resolution to your marriage confusion. And of course, as we always do, we start out rocketing with the quote of the day. Quote, it takes three to make love in heaven. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It takes three for heaven to make love to earth, God, man, and Mary, through whom God became man. It takes three to make love in the Holy Family, Mary and Jesus, and the consummation of their love, Jesus Christ. It takes three to make love in hearts, the lover, the beloved, and the love that nations, hearts, and homes may learn 
that love does not so much mean to give oneself to another as for both lovers to give themselves to that passionless passion, which is God, end quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, so how to save your marriage your wife is giving up. Nine tips to embrace the divine lover in your life, bedroom, and home. And this is part two of Gift 24, which states, A holy lover understands it takes three to make love. You, your beloved, and God, the divine lover. Okay? So we covered um, the first four uh, tips. Um, last what what the last show and so now what we're going to do is go over the other tips like really quick and then we're going to get right into the ones that we hadn't covered okay so um this will ignite the fire desire devotion and passion from your beloved wife for your marriage and for our lord himself as i stated on the last show we covered the first four which we will review really quickly today, and today we'll cover the final five. So I bring this to you today as a form of collaboration of my thoughts and a source from Father John A. Harden, SJ, Chastity and Charity in Marriage, from the Institute on Religious Life, Sacrament of Matrimony Series, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 1993. Boy, that seems like, woo, a century ago. <laughs> well, it is, what, 30 years? My goodness. Oh, man, I'm getting old, y'all. Man. So what we're going to do is talk about how to bring some ways to bring to understand that the holy lover, which is God himself, you becoming the man God created you to be and you becoming the husband your wife needs um, to understand that God must be in all facets of our life. And so as I was just stating, um. Father John Harden, um, a collaboration on chastity and marriage. And so it's from the Institute of, on Religious Life Sacrament of Matrimony, the Matrimony Series. And so uh, last show, what we did was we talked about the first four things of it takes three to make love, um, the different points. Um, and what we are trying to do is understand why it's important to bring the divine lover in our life, um, in our bedroom and in our home. OK, so the first one was uh, we are naturally selfish. So we are fallen nature. We are born selfish. So we must die to ourselves. means just what it says. We must die to what we want and be molded by God himself. Uh, number two, uh, it takes three to make love. Point two is the essence of sexual pleasure. If we are naturally selfish, born selfish, then naturally this easily presents itself inside the bedroom during our lovemaking, which for that reason alone, we must invite the divine lover into our lovemaking session. It removes lust, renews our marriage vows, and ignites our long-lasting intimacy for our beloved. Love is meant to be shared. Sex is love. God created sex and is pure love himself. Therefore, 
The very essence of sex demands that it be shared with our beloved and God. Okay. So number three, it takes three to make love. Point three, chastity builds on the love of God. What is chastity? Chastity is the virtue which excludes or moderates the indulgence of the sexual appetite. It is a form of the virtue of temperance, which controls, according to right reason, the desire for for and use of those things which afford the greatest sensual pleasures. So what are offenses against chastity, which is contrary to chastity in marriage? Lust, masturbation, fornication, pornography, prostitution, rape, and homosexualities. Homosexuality. These offenses against the virtue of chastity basically mean that as men, we are slaves to our passions and embrace selfishness. We allow our body to control us instead of our intellect controlling our body. This is the true mark of authentic masculinity. We cannot defeat selfishness in our lives unless we love God and embrace him. Bam. Okay. Boom. Number four. It takes three to make love. Point four. Love God and from that love thy neighbor. Remember that the natural law is written up on our hearts, and that is the Ten Commandments. What does this mean? God placed his love inside us when we were born. He did not abandon us without some sort of way to draw us to him. Without the natural law, the grace of God in the world, we would all simply lose all control and kill each other and basically be as uncontrollable animals and demons. The natural law is important as if we instinctively know that murder is wrong, stealing is wrong, lying is wrong, sex outside of marriage is wrong, and not honoring God is wrong. We instinctively know these things, not by someone telling us, but by the natural law, okay? So now we move on to today's uh, five, okay? So I hope you got those four, and if you want to know more um, more in, on to depth about those those things and you can go to the show episode is 133 um and i think that's up i think that's up on my website catholicalpha.com and just go to the blog and it'll be the top one on the top okay um so that being said let's get on with the next one so it takes three to make love point five without religion there is no morality oh man that's gonna cause some problems ain't it Without religion, there is no morality. That kind of goes with the natural law, with what I just talked about. Without God, there is no reason to be good. Understand what I just said. Without God, there is no reason to be good. Without the natural law, we would be incapable of being good. As said above, without the force and grace of God, we would all just kill each other and be completely lawless as lawless as animals. Remember, Adam and Eve were protected by and encompassed in a barrier in the Garden of Eden. They had no knowledge of the outside world of hurricanes, evil, tornadoes, earthquakes, etc. Once the fall happened, they were what? Banished from paradise out into the real world. In today's society, we have done everything possible to remove our Lord from the world and look at the result. We can look at all the things we want. We can say there is no God, that Jesus Christ didn't mean nothing, that the angels and demons are nothing, uh, the, uh, hell and heaven don't mean anything, purgatory isn't real. Um, none of, all that stuff that comes with us understanding a better place, a better journey, a better understanding of the completeness of the universe, we can reject all of that stuff. 
And then we must come back to the intellectual question of how has that worked for us? How has denying God worked for us? How has denying the natural order of things worked for us? It's worked crappy. Look at it. There's no right reason in the world, which is what temperance is for. It's a virtue. Nobody, nobody, very few people try to reach virtue, temperance, you know, uh, perseverance, discipline, humility, meekness, fortitude, all of these things, chastity, all of these things that help us become holy and as great people. One of the reasons that I came to the Catholic Church to being a Christian is because I even naturally as a young and dumb I saw that my way wasn't working. And it takes a person of great, uh, 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 be able to look in the mirror at themselves and go, you know what? My way's not working. Maybe I should try to grow a little bit and come to the church and to understand all the answers of the universe. Maybe I should try and do that instead of being lazy and being in my own world and being in a twilight zone, thinking everything's going to turn out. Hope for change like Obama. I used to hate that. Hope for change. I hated that dude, man. <laughs> hope for change. Hope for change. Hope for change. What does that mean? You better hope you're budding God. It's what you better do. <laughs> so it's important that we understand without religion, there is no morality. Religion is a virtue. Faith is a virtue like it's a gift to understand the faith. It's a gift to understand God himself. But when we don't even seek him, how do we expect to even get any knowledge? If you want to learn how to fix your car because you couldn't afford to do that, you couldn't just sit in your house and hope, well, I hope for change. I hope my car gets fixed. No, what do you got to do? You got to go on YouTube. You got to get a book. You got to start studying. You got to go take a class or whatever, you know? Okay, so uh, next it takes three to make love, point six. The more I love God, the more I will love others. This goes without saying. If God is pure truth and goodness, it stands to say that the more we love and embrace him through obedience, passion, and knowledge of him, the more we are able to defeat selfishness, pride, and the ego, therefore freeing us to have the love Patience, humility, meekness, and holiness, and capacity to love others, especially our beloved wife. Oh, man, that is so important. I'm going to ask a question right now. Try to answer it. What is your proof that you love God? What is your proof, the ultimate proof, that you as a person right now Love God and Jesus Christ. What is the proof? It's only one. It's only one. And it's what? Obedience. I will say a person who does not do all that the church says, believe all that the church says, all that Jesus Christ proclaimed, all that his church proclaims, all the dogmas, all the discipline, all the doctrine, all in the New Testament, when Jesus is talking and he says there is a hell, uh, there is purgatory, there is heaven, there are demons, there are angels, you know, all the miracles he did, the wedding feast at Cana, you know, freeing the blind man, let the blind man see, taking the the the, the pigs, the, the swine, and throwing them into the into the uh river. I think it was the ocean or whatever. 
if you don't, that's, I mean, you know, if you don't believe in abortion or contraception, you don't believe in, you think it's okay to get divorced. You don't love Christ. We don't, if we, if we have this thing of, I can believe what I want and do what I want. We do not love God. Please don't act like you do because as a person, we don't, if we do not do all that is taught in Christ church and in the scripture, we do not love, ultimately, we don't love God. We love who? Ourselves. It's what I want. It's what I think. It's what's important to me. iPhone, iPad, iPod, right? And this is why the faith is a journey. That's why you and your wife coming together and growing close to God is a journey. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And if we can't see that, that the more you, as a, as a, you know, I always talk about men, that men must die to themselves. Women must die to themselves too. Women have to die to themselves too. Why? Because in order to be in heaven, in order to go on that journey, in order to grow as a human person and to be at peace and to love and to be loved, you must be formed by who? Christ church and God himself. So if it's, if it's continuously about what we want, are we being formed? Are we dying to ourselves? Are we only or are we only considering our wants, desires, and needs? People think that God accepts them for who they are. That is the biggest lie from hell. That is the biggest lie from hell. God does not accept you who you are because when you're born, you're I just mentioned earlier, we're born selfish. How do you get to heaven if you're selfish? You can't. It's impossible. You cannot get to heaven if you're selfish. First, then next one, you have the fall, concupiscence, order towards sin. How can you get to heaven if you're ordered towards sin and you don't seek to get rid of that stuff? How do you do? You cannot go to heaven. This is why God, the mercy, the true mercy of God, and I've said it before on this show plenty of time. What is the true mercy of God? Ask yourself that right now. All you hear is mercy, mercy, mercy in these in these churches, right? Priests, Protestant pastors, the mercy of God, the mercy of God, the mercy of God. What is the mercy of God? What is the true mercy of God? Ask yourself that right now. The true mercy of God is what? That when you sleep with that woman outside of marriage, when you go get an abortion, when you have a homosexual act, when you steal something, when you don't go to mass every Sunday, you deserve death right then. You are a complete mortal sin and you deserve death right then. Why? Because you just broke the Ten Commandments. They're not rules. They are rules. They're not if what I want to do. They're not, they're not rules of if I want to. These are rules of commandments that you are commanded to do that. Not because I'm trying to be God dominate you because I created you and I know what's best for you. And I know how to love you better than you know how to love you. So the true mercy of God is when you commit a mortal sin that you are not banished to hell right then. As the angels were. Think about it. Think about it. The angels. God gave them a choice. Satan. He gave them a choice, didn't he? He said, okay, do you want to serve Mary, serve man, Adam and Eve, and, and do what I ask you to do, or do you want to be on your own? 
Right then, when they made a decision, they were immediately banished to hell when they didn't conform. Why? Because angels are, um, they, um, they are, they know everything. They have this intelligence that God placed in them that he didn't place in humans. This is the reason why humans, we get, we're not immediately gone to hell when we do something that is against the Ten Commandments because God understands our nature that it's going to take pain and misery and sacrifice for us to be as he wants us to be. This is why you, there's no, you cannot stay how you are. It's, and it's a natural thing if you think about it. In order to be to get to college, you you got to go to elementary school, you got to go to a uh, uh, grade school, you got to go to high school, and you got to go to college to be a doctor. Then you got to go to graduate school. You have to what? You have to progress. You just can't stay yourself. Because okay, the doctor, the 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 uh, the uh, what is it called? The doctor academy or the doctor the board, the, the medical board. They can say, oh, you know what? He didn't go to not one thing in school, but he could be a doctor right now. That don't even make sense, does it? That's how God looks at it. Like as a person, you have to grow in virtue and holiness. You have to. You can't stay where you are. This is why people who tell you that God accepts you who you are, and and then a husband or a wife who allows you to stay as you are, they're not loving you. God wouldn't love you. That's not the love of God. It's not, okay? So that's that one, okay? So next, next, uh, it takes three to make love, point seven. The breakdown of marriage is due to selfishness. Yes, I say this continuously, don't I? Selfishness is the murder of marriage. Did you know that today that 70 to 80% of marriages of marriage filings are filed by wives. Did you know that? 70 to 80% of divorces today are filed by wives. Huh. Think about it. That can only mean one thing. Men are selfish. Women are selfish. Nobody wants to fight through it. and be. Think about it. Everybody who you know, just most people, that fight through the hard times, the death of a child, um, the death of a teenager or a financial problems, they go bankrupt or one person can't have sex and the other one can. And just all are, are they fight? Do they fight through an affair? People who fight through these things, their marriage becomes stronger, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does become stronger. But today we are what? The problem, one of the big problems is Outside our house, people tell us all the wrong things. They tell us all the wrong things. Like, girl, you should leave him. He's not the man for you. If you're not happy, you deserve to be better. You got men outside of marriage. Man, got women talk. Oh, you married? You're married? There are women that'll tell a dude, he'll say, you know, I'm married. Oh, I don't matter. That's her problem, not my problem. I still want to hang out with you. Dude, that is a succubus. <laughs> <laughs> that is a succubus, dude. That's a demon. But people don't want to talk about demons, do they? They don't. Because if you talk about demons, you have to admit that there's spiritual warfare. And if you have to admit that there's spiritual warfare and demons, you have to admit that what? There is a hell. And if I admit there's a hell, that means, huh, I got to not want to go there. So I got to work not to go there. Devil, the evil in the world is is so boundless that 
we have convinced ourselves that it's going to be all right. It ain't going to be all right, man. It ain't going to be all right. Selfishness in your marriage will cause things to break up. And once your marriage breaks up, you and your wife have turned your life over to the demonic. You have turned your life over to the demonic. When you're, If you are married and your wife leaves you and goes and leaves to another house, basically she steps outside of the natural protection of things of God, Christ, husband, wife, children. And she steps outside that protection order in her life. She turns her life over to the demonic. That's why women, most women who, when they leave, they're miserable. They're miserable. And it happens because they are not trying to work on nothing. They're just trying to be selfish and think about themselves. Well, I deserve to be happy. Now, look, let's don't go, okay, let's don't go to the extreme. If your husband is beating on you or your husband has had an affair on you, I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about just, well, he neglected me. He don't talk to me. Um, he yelled at me. He raised his voice at me. He verbally abused me. That stuff is no reason to leave a marriage. And what it is, is it is though a reason for you to ask your husband to get his act together. Okay. Now, that's that. Another thing, too, women think they leave their husband and they go out here in the world. And they are disobedient to God, Christ, and their husband, and they expect their children to be dis to be obedient to them. That's from hell, too. That's from hell, too. The natural order of protection is there for a reason. God, Jesus Christ, the husband are there to protect the women and the children. If you as a wife step outside that authority and go out there on your own, you're telling God, Jesus Christ, and your husband, I don't need you. So the demonic, they clamp onto you and then your children suffer because their mother isn't there. Once you step outside and turn your life over to Jesus Christ, your prayers for your children mean nothing, mother. They don't. They mean nothing. So even when you, ste you step outside and leave your kids and you try to pray for them, it doesn't mean anything because you're out of the grace of God. You have removed yourself from the protection of God, Jesus Christ, your husband, and now your children are paying for it. But of course, you don't care about that, do you? You only care about you deserve to be happy, right? Yeah. Hmm. Selfishness. Selfishness is the murder of marriage. Uh, number eight, it takes three to make love. Number eight, marital love must be a love that sacrifices and unifies. Okay. Without sacrificing his wants and desires during the mental embrace, a husband can never become a great lover or caregiver of his beloved. The marital embrace must unify the married couple, build and help maintain an emotional connection. It must be sacrificial, giving completely of self first before expecting service from your beloved. If not, she will always look at him as selfish and uncaring. And this will proceed and ingrain itself outside the bedroom as well. Gentlemen, if you are a selfish lover and most men think they aren't, you know what I, they aren't. You hear what I hear all the time. Oh, man, I always make sure she gets hers first. Oh, you do? Really? You do every single time? Well, not all the time. Oh, really? How often is that? Uh, I try to make sure most times. See, I know what most times means. Like, how many drinks do you have per week? Oh, I only drink two drinks a week, which means what? Double that. Probably four. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> How many beers you have per night? I only have a six pack. Oh, double that. Hmm, probably 12. People never tell the truth these days. They never do. And as a lover, as a world-class lover, a lover of God, a lover of your beloved, you cannot ever bring the ego into your bedroom. Why? Because you will turn your wife seriously off. If you're focusing on you, and most guys think they don't, but you are, because if your ultimate goal is to lose control and ejaculate, then that's your ultimate goal. You are not thinking about your wife. You're thinking about yourself. You're just trying to hold off till you can't, till you can't hold on anymore. That's not thinking about her. <laughs> okay. You have to focus on God and your wife doing the marital embrace. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you pray. You pray, you bring God into your bedroom and you pray. And then when you and your wife are making love, you are in tune with her. You're in sense with her. You're only thinking about her. You never think about you because once you start thinking about you, oops, oh, baby, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. And the sex session's over. And so if the sex session is over in 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes, and your wife is one of those women that it takes her an hour to, to have a climax. Hmm, you just screwed up, buddy. Okay, so that being said, I know I was a little raw there for a second, but sometimes in this business, you have to be to get people to understand what you're talking about. You've got to understand. You've got to understand selfishness has no place outside the bedroom when it comes to intimacy with our beloved and inside the bedroom when it comes to intimacy with our beloved. Okay. Now, um, defeating what God has in store for the married couple. If we are continually with, uh, indulged in selfishness an awesome journey of the love, the lover and the divine lover. This is what marriage is about. And intimacy is about a journey, a journey of the love, the lover and the divine lover in order to become a great lover we must surrender our wills to God and our beloved wife. I know everybody probably asks, man, why do you always keep focusing on sex is about God and your wife? Because it is. Because <laughs> it is. It is. And if you as a man can get that concept, you will become on the journey, becoming on the road to becoming a great lover. You will. You will because you will start to learn and start to embrace God and, and, and start to embrace the desires of your wife. And you won't even, even think about you. OK. This is what it's about, man. This is what it's about. The reason why you cannot. And, and this, OK, let's get a practical reason. OK, that's a philosophical reason. Let's go to a practical reason, a practical reason why you cannot focus on yourself doing lovemaking is because you could be satisfied in like five seconds. You can't. Let's be real. A dude, we could be satisfied in two minutes or less or, or a minute or five seconds. It with us, we can. Right? So all I'm asking you to do as a man is to, pro I'm not saying your wants and desires aren't important. I'm not saying that. I know it probably seems like I'm saying that. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is since you can become, um, you could become satisfied so easy, it's important. You just prolong your satisfaction until your wife is where she needs to be. And then everybody's happy. Okay. That's all I'm saying. The key is you got to learn when that is with your wife. You got to learn when that is. Okay. So next, um, 
Without that, we're just as every other man on the planet. Without that mindset, fellas, we're just like every other dude on the planet. We are. We really are. Um, we, you're just like every other guy outside the door. Your wife didn't marry you for that. God didn't create you to be like every other man. He really didn't. Your wife didn't marry you so that she can have every, so that you could, so in her, in her home, she walks outside her door and you look like all the other dudes out there. And so how do you prevent that? You prevent that by becoming closer to God, by learning about your wife, her mysteries, her body, how things work, how to communicate with her, how to love her better, how to love God better, how to draw your family to God. This is what this life's about. You trying your best to draw your family to God. And I'm saying try because, you know, kids don't listen. They hard-headed. They think they know every dang on thing. And so sometimes you got to let them go out there and find the pain on their own, right? We all have kids like that. All of us do. Some of us, you know, we all have good kids. We all have the kids that want to go out. They, they got to learn the hard way. So that's what it is. So while they're out there learning the hard way, your job is to, as a man is to what? Pray for them. Okay. Next. Um, so love means winning the good of another. Love means willing the good of another. So in marital love and marriage itself, every day as a husband, we must ask ourselves, are we truly willing the good of our wife? And if we are, are we acting that out so that she sees and can verify that we really do have her best interest at heart? Think about it every day, gentlemen. Are you willing the good of your wife? That's what love is. That's what that's what love is. Willing the good of another, the best of another. So with your wife every day, are you are you doing the things that that she needs that will make her happy in the end? Not necessarily doing what she wants. You know. Boom. Okay. Next. Uh, Number nine. The last one. It takes three to make love. Point nine. Surrender your time to the one you love. Man. Dude, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you're just proud of your kids. And on Valentine's Day, I, um, I, I interviewed my son Solomon because what he did was on Valentine's Day and, um, he, he took his girl out for, you know, to dinner and got her a gift and all that kind of stuff. And so yesterday I'm, I'm, and I'm cutting the tape up, right? I'm cutting the video up and trying to make some shorts, you know, 60 second videos and stuff. And I asked him, I said, what, you know, how did you hold on to your girlfriend for so long? He said, well, I don't, at first he said, you know what? I really don't even know. Then he thought about it. So look, Solomon's girl, she was, you know, she's, she's a catch. I I said, man, your, your girl's a catch, man. She's a catch. She's a, uh, She's going to college. She's got um, she's got recruiting, got a full scholarship to play to play women's soccer. She's one of the top athletes in the country. Recruit people are trying to recruit her. All the kind of universities are trying to recruit her from all over the country. Uh, she's smart. She's nice looking. I said she's a catch. I said, man, how'd you hold on to her that long? For the, he said, man, he said, Dad, I don't know. But he thought about. It. He said, you know what? You know what I did? I just. I just paid attention to her. I just spent time with her and showed her I care. That's all I really did. And he said, you know, and then he said, Dad, you know what? He said, the 
He said, the thing about it is, is I realize that time is the most valuable thing that you can give to somebody. Your time. Okay, dude. How does a man and a woman spit out that kind of kid? <laughs> okay. He's 19. How did how did, how does he know that? <laughs> I mean, that's the essence of marriage, right? That's the essence of it. Give her your time. Don't neglect her. Show her attention. She'll be yours forever. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said man that is you know surrender your time to the one you love we must learn to please the one we love serve them care for them make them feel that they are the top priority in our lives and one the major way one of the major ways to do this is by surrendering our time to them because time is how we give your life away for your wife why because time cannot be replenished once spent a partner to that thought is we must be able to surrender our wills to God first and our beloved wife. This is true and authentic masculine love. It cannot be bought. It must be given freely. Choose a spouse or once married, each one must be willing. I'm sorry, choosing a spouse or once married, each one must be willing to surrender their will to that of God. Without this fundamental concept, marriage is unfulfilling, useless, and doomed to failure. Gentlemen, I can't express to you. I know, I know, I know. You got to go to work. You got to mow the grass. You got to get the roof fixed on the on the house. You got to get the car fixed. You got to take your kids to all the, uh, you got to take your kids to all the events. You got to, you know, um, you got to, if you're a salesman, you got to go see your clients. You got to do all this stuff. But dude, this is why the priority has, you have to consciously make a decision that from now on, I never make a decision without God first, my wife in marriage, my children, and myself last. This will keep you out of trouble. And if your wife gets mad at you, if your wife gets mad at you for doing something that she disagrees with, but you're doing it to like say, save your marriage. I don't care what my wife says in that point because I'm doing what God wants. God wants me to save my marriage. And if I don't know how to do it, I got to go find somebody that does know how to do it. And I got to pay them what they need so they can help me. Right. But see, you got emotional people that all they care about is money or all they care about is material things when they want to do it. But we're talking about saving our livelihood, saving our, or we're in the fight of our life. And I don't know how to get us out of it. Miss wife. And so I got to go find somebody that knows how to get us out of this because you ain't trying to help me anyway. So I don't know what to do. So I got to go get some help. And this is this is just an example. But this is what you have to understand, that you have to understand that God has to come first because you need the grace from him. Then your wife in marriage, you don't want to damage your relationship with your wife. But sometimes that means looking at the long term. Is this going to make me and my wife closer long term? We've got to stop doing for our wives and children what makes them happy right now because that's short-sighted. That does not journey to heaven. We've got to start doing things for our wife and children that will what? We know will make them happy in the end, right? In the end, will make them happy. Like, huh, creating a great marriage so we have a great family so that our kids will get married 
they will have great marriages. We have all these grandkids and then our grandkids will get married and they'd have all these kids. This is how you create greatness. Okay. So bring it all together, bringing it all together, surrendering to God in all facets. Oh, I got a call. All right. I'm almost done. Caller. I'm almost done. Give me 60 seconds. Serene to God in all facets of our lives is important. If we fail in this, our lives, marriage, and home life will fail as well in the end. Why? Because contrary to popular belief, we serve God first in our marriages because of the grace it distributes in our home. Marriages enter marriage crisis first and foremost because of the neglect of the husband to do his duty of spiritual warfare in his life and in his house. Whether through ignorance or laziness, it really doesn't matter. The fact is, marriage crisis has entered your life, and now it is your duty as the caretaker of your home to get rid of it. We as husbands can't continue to deny the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And as a man, husband, and father, can you truly embrace greatness, be completely happy and satisfied as a man when your home is in chaos your wife is freaking miserable and your kids are unhappy and wanting. Today, you must ask yourself, what am I willing to die a slow death day by day, month by month, year by year for? And if that isn't God, your beloved and your children, are you truly the man that you think you are? Again, how can we truly love our beloved wife, our children, even our neighbor, if the divine lover is absent as a main source of comfort? and obedience to him who is God in our lives. We are not entirely in control, and this is the way it should be. Because if we were, we would never embrace the divine lover. And in my experience, that would be such a shame. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. All right, we are back. So hopefully I have a caller. I have, well, I'm not saying hopefully I have a caller. I'm saying I have a caller, but hopefully this technology works today. And if it doesn't, y'all, I am so sorry. I'm at the mercy <laughs> of being live. So that being said, here's the caller. Hello, caller. 
Oh, hi. Yes, I can. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. So how can I help you today? Um, I've been listening to you for a while now. I was supposed to get in touch with you. I, uh, I made the effort. We were supposed to meet. Like, and then you said you don't um, pick up on Sundays or something like that. So today I was listening and then you were saying something about the selfishness. And I'm like, that's right there because most of the times, like you, you made examples and it's like, how many times? And we go like, huh? Most of the time? And after you keep going, you keep dwindling into the, the box. So it kind of hit me and I'm like, yeah, it's true. Sometimes you think you're doing the, your best, but uh, is that actually your best? Right. <laughs> yep. I've been popping in my head like you're so selfish. You're thinking you're giving it all. Meanwhile, you as you give it your all, you you're holding back because you're you're selfish. You're thinking about you too. And sometimes too, it might not necessarily be that you're holding back for selfish reasons, but like he also said, you don't have to do what makes them happy right now, but um, what would make them happy in the long run. It's kind of tricky with the selfishness and all that. So all that has been playing on my mind. But the issue is that um, I'm going through some difficulties in my marriage. Um, I kind of check all the boxes that um, you stayed out on your art. I've been looking forward to contacting you so we can walk through it if it is possible. Yes. All you have to do is go to savemycatholicmarriage.com. Once you sign up and put your name and email in there, a box will come up that says schedule with schedule appointment, and you can schedule an appointment with me and then fill out the app. Be sure to fill out the application because if you don't, then I won't meet with you. So just fill out the application because that lets me know about like, you know, where you are and if your wife is in the home, she asked for divorce, all kind of stuff. So with that being said, yeah, that's all you have to do, and we can hook up. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I think I have done all of those. Really? Yeah, and um, we were supposed to talk, and I think the appointment was canceled. And then when I got online with you, you say you don't do appointments on Sundays. I don't know how that was. Ah, uh, yeah, because I don't work on Sundays, so I don't know how it was scheduled. So all you have to do, um, all you have to do is just make sure that um, I tell you, all you have to do. I tell you what, just email me because I think I know what happened. You didn't fill out the application. That's really what it was. And somehow oh, it got scheduled. So just if you go, just e email me. You get emails like this podcast. You get email. It, whatever you email, you get from me. All you have to do is respond and say, hey, Jerry, I talked to you on the on the podcast today or last, whatever. And I need to, um, can you give me the link to schedule an appointment? And then I'll, I'll give you the link and send it right to you. And all you got to do is fill it out. Okay, I'll do that right away once we drop this call. All right, brother. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling. Have a good okay. day. You have a blessed one. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. All right. And so that being said, looks like we have a 
another caller and it looks like my time is almost up. So um, I'm going to have to take them. Caller, if I drop you, then I will call you right back on my phone um, and then we can talk like that. So I'm going to take your call right now. Talk. Hello. Hey, Jerry. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Jerry, I want to thank you so much. Your advice last Friday that you gave me worked. And um, I found out that day, you know, I must have been asleep through the whole marriage. My wife is a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And so listening, doing that listening technique that you did and showed me after our conversation, I just shut up and I listened. I, I, I dropped you, so I'm going to call you. Give me a second, please. I will call you. I mean, I'll have you call me right back. It's going to take a second, though. Okay, do me a favor and call me back. I'm so sorry. Technology, man, if you can. If you're listening, call me back uh, because it dropped your call. Um, So other than that, um, we are back, and I'm sorry, guys, but that is the way of technology, and I get tired all the time apologizing for it, but when you go live, that's what happens. Things happen. Um, but that being said, caller, could you please call me back? I think I know who that was, but I don't want to say your name unless, you know, and, and then, you know, <laughs> then you'd be mad at me because I said your name. <laughs> so please, I'm going to take a break real quick and then I'm going to come back and that'll give you time to call back in. Um, and then we will go from there. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right. All right, y'all. We are back. We are back for a conclusion. looks like he said all he was going to say. And so basically, he was thanking me for giving him advice. He just signed to my program on, uh, I think it was Friday. And, I, you know, every time, you know, when you sign, I help you for like an hour. What happens is if you go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and... You can watch the, the the marriage masterclass. You put in your name and email, marriage masterclass, and then you watch that. Or you can schedule an appointment with me right then, and then I'll we'll meet. But you've got to fill out the application. If you don't fill out the application, that means you're not hungry enough, and so you don't really want to save your marriage, and you're just joking around. I don't want to talk to guys like that. 
I want to talk to people who are men who are serious. Um, and so if you fill out the application, you make the appointment, boom, I'm with you. Of course, I don't work on Sundays, guys. That's Lord's Day. I have people calling me on Sunday. I'm like, texting me on Sunday. I'm like, dude, can I have a little? Can I have one day to myself, me and God, my family? <laughs> so that being said, then what will happen? is when we meet, we'll meet for like an hour and I'll get your situation and I will actually help you in that call. Whatever you want to talk about, I will help you in that call. Then after that, if you decide you want to work together, me and you work together, then I go over the program with you and then we decide, um, I decide if I want to work with you, you decide if I'm somebody that can help you. If you think it's so, then what we do is we come together and we, you know, we make it work and we come together and you start right then um, in the program and getting around the fellas, other fellas that are in the same situation as you are. That's the one thing that dudes don't realize. Like right now you're in marriage crisis, your marriage is crazy and you're all by yourself. <laughs> you're all by yourself. Believe it or not, your wife ain't by herself. Your wife has a serious support system. She's got her parents, probably her siblings. Uh, she she commandeers the kids and put makes the cure. The kids are on her side. She's got divorced women, single women that are talking to her. Other men trying to hit on her and tell her that she needs to leave you. And she has Satan on her side. Bam. That's a serious support system. What do you have? Nothing. So the first thing I do when you come aboard with me is I surround you with other men that are in the same position you are, that their marriages might be a little bit better, a little worse, or the same as yours. But the thing about it is now you got a community of men who are exactly where you are and you have support. The reason you need support as a man is because trying to save your marriage on your own once you get in marriage crisis is almost impossible. It really is. It's very, very difficult. So you need other people around you, just like your wife got around her. And once you get support, that helps you to be able to move forward and to really dig down and be a warrior um, and really get into things. Oh, so I have a caller. Oh, man, this is the call day. So I'm going to put him back on. Hello? This Hi, me again. How you doing? Man, I was. I thank you for uh, calling back, man. I'm so glad you did. Man, I, I hate when I get callers and my technology messes up, but this is a lot. That's a lot's got to go right to, for us to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so another thing, too, man, when you when you try to defend yourself to her, you just look like the rest. You just you just you just feeding the demon. Because right now, in between you and your wife is Satan. And so humility defeats evil. And so humility means, as a man, I've got to control myself. So what do you do? You sit there and you listen. And you allow her to get everything out. Because as soon as you, like you said, as soon as you interject, all of a sudden it's like, see, I knew that you weren't going to listen to me again. And really, your wife told you everything. That's a blessing. That she told you everything that was on her mind. That she felt she could say it. And you should really love her for that. And look, man, I know that what you, what you, like, you know, what she put you through is a lot. But man, this all boils down to if you put it in one sentence, your wife just feels you don't love her, man. And that, and the fact, and, 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 and no matter how you look at it, it doesn't matter. She feels that way. So what you got to ask yourself as a man, what happened in my marriage 
to make my wife feel that I don't care about her no more. Because let me explain why real quick. The reason why is women are emotional. So that's a great thing. Just like men are more logical, women are emotional. Women are more logical. Why? To nurture and bond with the children and to nurture you. So they hold on to trauma a lot longer. Trauma doesn't really go away for women. That's why if you any man that's ever been married, they go, oh, my God, that was 20 years ago. and You're still blaming me, blaming me for that. That's because it's not it's not gone yet. And so in the program, now that you're in this program, I will teach you how to get rid of that. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm not going to go to a quick break because, well, that's all it needs to be said. That was a good call. Both calls were good. And and that's kind of what I was going into a second ago before he called back is that, man, the first thing he said it like I have nobody to talk to. I have nobody to run stuff by. That really is not about it's not just that. It's like if you run something by somebody, can they help you? A lot of of us these days, we go out and we solicit advice from people who really can't help us. This is why you hear me say, talk to your wife. If there's nobody else to talk to, even if your wife is mad, go and try and talk to her and tell her what's on your mind. Become vulnerable. Take the chance that she might ignore you or yell at you or get mad at you or whatever. Because, uh, you know, and and then if you are going to talk to somebody, if they're not positive and saying, man, just work on your marriage, man, just try to connect with her, man, just whatever they say that's positive, they, their, their, their goal is to get you and your wife to stay together. You talk to them, too. But, man, people that say leave your wife, she's a B, she's a C, get away from her. She's not worth it. If she's going to mess around on you, she's not blah, blah, blah. That's from hell, man. That's from hell, man. And all that's done because your God wants your marriage to stay together. But you've got to earn it. You've got to earn it once you're allowed to get in marriage crisis. So with that being said, thank you again to Caller for Callers today. My wife is going to be so happy that I had two callers, and I'm going to be glad to. <laughs> so again, so today we're going to end our show like we always do with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang! <laughs>